Evening prayer starts on page 21. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Together the general confession. Page 23. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 112 and 113 begin on page 483. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed. Riches and plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the godly there ariseth up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous. A good man is merciful and lendeth, and will guide his words with discretion. For he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall be had in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of any evil tidings, for his heart standeth fast and believeth in the Lord. His heart is established and will not shrink until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor, and his righteousness remaineth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The ungodly shall see it, and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish. Praise the Lord, ye servants. O praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. The Lord's name is praise, from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, that hath his dwelling so high, and yet humbleth himself, to behold the things that are in heaven and earth? He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of the mire. 
that he may set him with the princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Habakkuk. The prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet of Shignoth. O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence and fever followed at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He looked and startled the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills bowed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Kushan in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. O oh Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea, that you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. Selah. You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered its voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of your arrows they went, at the shining of your glittering spear. You marched through the land in indignation. You trampled the nations in anger. You went forth for the salvation of your people, for salvation with your anointed. You struck the head from the house of the wicked by laying bare from foundation to neck, Selah. You thrust through with his own arrows, the head of his villages. They came out like a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was like feasting on the poor in secret. You walked through the sea with your horses, through the heap of great waters. When I heard, my body trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled in myself, that I might rest in the day of trouble, when he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high heels. To the chief musician with my stringed instruments. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, magnificat, page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, 
Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the 22nd verse of the 11th chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell, severity, but toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to have disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. O oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory for ever. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. 
for it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who declarest thy almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such measure of thy grace, that we running the way of thy commandments may obtain thy gracious promises, and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's Saturday again. I guess that's not a surprise to us, right? It usually comes after Friday and just before Sunday. So um, we're looking at a small book, Habakkuk, and it's... Um, you know, three chapters long, and, and uh, but it's kind of got some really good stuff in it. And so um, some things to remember just about uh, being God's people in general, but um, you know, the first thing we need to remember that Bishop always tells me that, and he, I can't remember which Bishop he picked it up from, but from one of his mentors, and he tells us all this, is that we have to remember who we are and, and uh, who God is and who we are in relation to God. That's That's an important thing. And the other one is I always remember Jesus' prayer in the garden, not my will, but thy will be done. And so we have um, this prophet Habakkuk, he's been asking God about what are you going to do about the Chaldeans who have, you know, they're sinful people and they were the judges. And uh, God has told him that. And he's switched now. He's um, The picture he has is of, of this prideful people who are being humbled uh, and the prideful people are being humbled, and the righteous still live by faith, even in the midst of all the humbling all around them. And it reminds us that while God may seem silent and uninvolved in our world at times, he always has a plan to deal with evil and always works out justice. And I think the word eventually is, is really important for us to remember. And so at first, Habakkuk started up, started up somewhat argumentative with God, and now he's he's just crying for divine interference, inter interfere for God to uh, in, intervene. And um, the, his words are transformed into a plea for God's mercy as he, review, you know, he reviews God's power and what God has done in the past and what God can do. And when he hears of God's plan for judgment um, and Judah's judgment, he just starts pleading for mercy for, the, for God's people. So in the first verse of this chapter three, there's this word, Shigioneth, and um, it's kind of a curious word. You'd like me to tell you what it means, but the problem is nobody really knows what it means. The only other place it shows up is in Psalm 7. And because of the way the chapter is written, almost like a hymn, we think it's probably a, a direction to the music director on how to sing this chapter as, as it's read. So um, that's, that's what we know about that word. Um, so when when Habakkuk realized the severity of God's judgment, he said he shook with fear. And um, they haven't seen God's power used in a long time like they did um, in uh, Exodus. And he brings, a bond, he brings uh, Habakkuk brings up the Exodus 
uh, and the saving work on behalf of Israel. And he does that as a memory that, that God can do that. And think about how Habakkuk, one of the things, he never preached to the people. Remember when it first started, God said, write this down. And so his prophecy and his ministry was to write these things for the people to, to hold on to and, and to uh, um, keep them uh, informed about God's plans to, to, to judge and to save. And so he, um, Habakkuk pleads with God to remember mercy. And he does go back to the past. He talks about Egypt, the conquest of Canaan. And he, he painted a picture of the future redemption. So he talks about the Exodus, which is often a, um, in, in um, prophet-type language, it's often an analogy for future redemption of Israel. So we start to get the idea of, um, you know, that, that Israel was saved in Egypt. They'll ultimately become out of captivity, but they'll be saved in the future. And so there's another uh, thought in Habakkuk 3, the 3, 3 and 4 the, about God's presence. And I don't know if you've heard the word Shekinah glory, but the Shekinah glory was the um, light of God. And, and God appeared to the people of Israel uh, in fire, by fire and night and in the cloud in the daytime. And that was the Shekinah glory that they followed um, as they were moving from Egypt into the promised land. And it's a physical manifestation of his presence. So it's like... It's kind of like the sun. We know it's daytime when the sun is there, but he spread his radiance and God is light and he spread his radiance throughout the heavens and the earth. So the references to Exodus make it um, uh, reference to Moses and the chosen people of Israel, which he's calling on to remember that they're um, chosen people. Um, they know that God is powerful because he had victory over all of Egypt. And um, so, and they will be looking for a Messiah promised. And the Messiah was also promised to David in, in the covenants that we read not too long ago in morning prayer in Second Samuel 7. So moving on to Romans, um, a little, I want to make a point about God's goodness and severity. So we have, we know that all of God's attributes work in harmony. And so he's, God is good. He's, he's loving, but he also, uh, and merciful, but he's also, um, He's, he's a judge, too, for the evil. So there's no conflict with God being all of these things. I've heard some people, God wouldn't do that. He's a God of love. And I think that's probably, you know, obviously just wishful thinking. But but all of these things, God can have wrath, justice, and mercy all at the same time. And so those of us who accept his offer of salvation experience his goodness. And those who reject his offer get to experience him as a, a judge. Um, so genuine saving faith is um, always perseveres, and God will deal swiftly and severely with those who reject him. And his people, this is the other thing that he's talking, because remember in Romans, he's trying to uh, blend the Roman church and the Jewish church, and, and that was like a little bit like oil and water trying to get them to come together. And so he gave this analogy of the Jewish people being broken off the vine and, and the Gentile people being grafted in. But Paul also mentions that his people will come back to him and he will regraft them in. And they will come back through the ministry of the Gentiles. So I think our conclusion to both of our passages, uh, passages today, I like actually Habakkuk's conclusion and would like us to adopt that. Though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Here it comes. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on high hills. 
And I think we've heard that it's uh, kind of the theme verse of a famous book, High, Hind's Feet on High Places. So in, King, in the King James, it's the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like Hind's feet and he will make me to walk upon high places. So that's that's our goal and that's that's our call is to walk faithfully with our God. Let's turn to the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, who art the life of mortal men, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank thee for thy timely blessings of the day, and humbly supplicate thy merciful protection all this night. Bring us, we beseech thee, in safety to the morning hours, through him who died for us and rose again, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you to Rochelle, my co-leader. Have a wonderful Saturday. Can you believe we're looking on the 12th Sunday tomorrow in Trinity? Thank you. <laughs>